So some of you know we've teamed up with Picks, and that is PicksShop.com. There's an app, and we are working on the app with them. The coolest thing about it is we get to have meetings and go through design stuff and see how we can fix the UI UX. But there is so much technology behind this app, and like I can't even get it to you in a minute of everything that's going on. But if you do tastings, you could do tastings, you could do posts and just say like, hey, I'm drinking this tonight. But if you do tastings, the app is going to start matching you to bourbons that you are going to like. You're going to find emails that come through that say, hey, you liked this one a lot. You might like these two. As you're searching through, you're going to see the percentage of like how well you match to the other people that are tasting and the other drinks that they are tasting as well. So this thing is so cool. It gives you recommendations. You can see how your friends rated things. It's just a fun way to interact and drink whiskey together, even though we are all virtual sometimes. You know, you could do it with the people in your neighborhood. You could do it with people across the country. Picks is so much fun. And go to PicksShop.com, download the app. It's only for Apple right now, but we are going to get it for Android eventually. Go to PicksShop.com, download the app today. Have fun plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with the best outdoor coolers and drinkware. Celebrating 10 years of cool, Orca was founded in 2012, born from the idea of making a hard-sided cooler that beat out all the rest. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class maximum temperature retention. Orca's drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours, and they look great while doing it. Their stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off. Orca, make it last. Hey, Zeke, so you had an amazing weekend. I did not. The pictures I saw of your barrel pick experiences from Washington, D.C. all the way up to New York at Taconic were legendary. I aerated my yard, cleaned the house, did all sorts of stuff like that. You sent me a couple things, but like, thank God you were with March because March was posting stuff that he was doing with you. So I was just reposting his shit. Well, that was even the, the funniest aspects. I honestly like see my flights out of here Friday morning, 8 a.m. to D.C. Get on the plane as I'm grabbing a seat in Southwest. This guy literally in the row right behind me. He's like, sub Zeke. And like immediately, you know, I'm really bad with names. He's like, you poured me some uh, chartreuse elixir. I'm like, don't doubt that was me then. I'm pretty sure that's spot on. He's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, man, like I'm I'm flying up to DC, then some other stuff. I'm going to go meet with Prov and some of our boys all in the DC area. And we're going to, you know, pick a barrel or two. Who knows? We'll see what happens. And so like, as I'm conversating with him, I, I see Clay Hedden walk by. Oh God. And I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Like, okay, like note to self. And so then as I wrap up this conversation, the guy like sitting next to me, he's like, hey, you say you're hanging out with Prof today? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh man, love Prof. One of the best guys ever, right? I'm like, yeah, same. Like, yeah, we're going to pick some of his barrels. Should be fun. Like, great day. So then I continue on and I message Clay to circle back. Like, hey, like, did I just see you on the same flight to DC? And he's like, yeah, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, getting off the plane, profs picking me up. We're going to like taste his barrels, do some picks. Like, what are you doing this morning? He's like, well, I had brunch plans, but message prop. If there's room in the car, I'll just go with you guys and I'll circle back on brunch. Like, all right, man, fair enough. Like, here we go. And then turns out the guy like that was next to me in the seat, Clay was flying up with him and his family to like hang out with him for the weekend. I'm just like, whoo, it's. 
it's a small world after all. You know what I mean? Like, how does all this tie in? Like the same like 15 minutes of an 8 a.m. flight where I already felt like teetotal shit was not in my best shape. You know what my favorite thing about that whole story is, though? Nobody knew dad's drinking bourbon. <laughs> they all knew. They all knew. Don't worry. everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day you know we'll keep this episode we're going to do two review episodes this week we will keep this episode strictly i need to get this out for tomorrow i need one more episode for october so what i need you to do is just tell me about dc on this show and then the next show you could tell me about new york fair enough DC was a blast. We went to the old Magnus site. I got to give a shout out to our buddy, Dr. Bob. He, he said he'd bring me a roadie. I told everyone I bet it was going to be OGD. It was an old school, 86 proof OGD, National Distillers, 200 ml. Perfect wake up call right before the pick. <laughs> there you go. And then I got like texts from people that was great, right? They're like, people don't realize Zeke does this now on picks. Zeke will spit on barrel picks now. And so all these people were texting like, what the hell is Zeke doing? He's spitting out after every, and I'm like, that's what Zeke does on picks now. He's like, I'm just waiting to have the good stuff later. I'm not going to waste my time right now. Yeah, I did have to deal with that a little bit. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, anyone that knows me knows I don't have a problem drinking and subsequently having a good time. But picking is is not the time or the place for that. And I prefer to spit, make sure we get the job done and, and, and walk away with what we want. So get there and there's several lots of MGP barrels, multiple mash bills, and I try to be as simple but divisive as I can. And I say, literally, let's taste through each mash bill, just, you know, a core sampling, so to speak, of some of the barrels. Let's see if there's a consensus for which mash we like the most, and then let's circle back and maybe pile on some samples to whichever mash we like the most. I feel like that was better than having eight different directions. So that actually worked out pretty well. We, we, we did tasted three different mashes of straight bourbon whiskey. We also tasted some light whiskey that was like 17 years old. I mean, how often do you taste 17-year-old barrels, regardless of what it is? How were uh, they? Were they oaky or no? They were really good. Not the like steel profs thunder probably, but when we talked about it, I just, to me, I felt like they were better off in a blending space. They were really exceptional drinkers. One was a hazmat, but for the weight they pulled, uh, to me, I thought if you're wanting to create a really unique blend, that's what I would use them for personally. That was not the mash that we ended up picking either, but we did pick a nine-year, nine-month uh, straight bourbon whiskey, MGP. I think most folks will be pretty impressed with it, and um, there's some novelties to it that we can throw out later. Sounds good. Thank you for holding down the fort for Dad's Drinking Bourbon. It's not often you do that, but you know it's really good that you were able to take a trip this weekend as you have more flexibility in that space than I do and uh, go get some picks done. I knew that if I didn't aerate my lawn this weekend, because I'm going to be at Grains and Grits this upcoming weekend, so if I didn't get crap done around the house and do what I need, 
needed to do. I knew hell was going to come down on me. So I appreciate you going and, and taking one for the team here. Trust me, the travel I went through, I did, but it was fun. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. Four planes, one train, nine hours in a car, and three barrel picks. Heck in yeah. 56, in 56 hours. Good times. We're going to hear about the New York side next. I still was trying to figure out because I think you flew into Rochester and Taconic, I don't think it's like right near Rochester. We'll talk about that later. Let's just. Like you could have flown to the city and taken an Uber and bet at Taconic better than. But we'll talk about that in the next show. That's a teaser for everyone because when Zeke said he was flying up to Rochester to meet Jeff March. I was like, Taconic isn't anywhere near there. Uh, yeah, let's save that for later. Yeah, and I did not tell you purposely. But anyways, long story short, tonight we are drinking Penelope Bourbon, the limited release in their Cooper's Craft series. The limited release in their Cooper series. It is the third expression in the Cooper series, along with the Rosé cask finish and the Tokai cask finish. This is Valencia. So Penelope's first bourbon to be finished in Vino de Naranja cask from Spain. Bottled at 97 proof, Valencia is the latest addition to the brand's Cooper series, a series which pairs Penelope's straight whiskeys with wine casks from the finest wine-making regions in the world. Rich and bold on the palate, Valencia brings forward deep citrus flavors from the coast of Spain. Vino de Naranja is a wine that ages in oak wine barrels and extracts its flavor from orange peels from Spain. Penelope's namesake bourbon is then finished in these wine casks for about 12 months before bottling the limited edition release. It is found on online retailers and at select liquor stores nationwide with an MSRP of $75. The limited release production run is capped at 1,500 cases. So that's a, a few 1500 times six do that in your head quick zeke yeah it's not my department it's nine thousand bottles fair enough I, I had no no doubts in you what after my weekend i'm not doing math what did you think about this whiskey zeke baker i see the notes that i had for this one other than getting past the uh, pronunciation which was hard enough <laughs> vino de naranja i mean I, I tried it a few times i finally got it out i thought that it was Somewhat light on bourbon as far as the profile, but also mild on the orange influence. It seemed very creamy. Uh, the second time through, I picked up some oak towards the back. I did wonder, and honestly, I think we kind of threw this together last minute, so we didn't necessarily have a chance to message Mike or Danny to ask them if this was cash strength or if they proofed it or you know what they got through the proofing process. Hopefully, we can circle back and do that at another day. My uh, conclusion, kind of, you know, the third taste of this one was it was a very solid mix of oak and orange rind that managed to complement each other while neither tipped the scale. I, I didn't necessarily think the flavors were bold. I, I could have used for either side to be more ramped up or ideally both be a little more ramped up at the same time, whereas I think many finishes seem to kind of fail or, or tip the scale too much to one side or the other. This definitely did not. And I could not imagine it not being a crowd pleaser. I hate to do such a cop out here, but ditto. Like, and this is something that I wish you were on the Savage and Cook episode that is not out yet. It will be out in a couple of weeks, you know, because I'm kind of ahead on the interviews because you keep being on assignment and I just keep taking interviews. I'm a little bit ahead there. So just there's a delay, but Savage and Cook, what Jordan is doing there 
is he's not finishing the whole run. So like he finished 17% of the bourbon and finished 18% of the rye. So that you know how like the number one thing we always say about finishing is that just like the wine overpowers the whiskey and it gets lost. Well, you're only finishing a percentage of the whole batch. So you're getting a little bit of the wine in there, but it, it complements instead of like, I was so impressed at this whole thing. And I mean, of course it was a Dave Finney company and Dave Finney started the prisoner and orange Swift and things like that. So we talked a lot about the wine, but like a wine company now making a whiskey company, they got it right because they really worked on that proportion of what's finished versus not finished. I think same thing here, right? Like it complements each other. I think Vino de Naranja is a type of wine that isn't going to overpower because of the orange. But I think if you're expecting this to be an orange like the Parker's Heritage or even like a grandma or something like that, it's not that orangey. Like the orange is subtle. I think the proof and the orange, I mean, it's an incredibly easy sipper. And I think there's just like a hint of orange with the bourbon, but there's not a lot of heat. There's not a lot of complexity. I wouldn't say this is a complex pour. I think this is just an easy pour. Yeah. I mean, I I almost would equate it to like a super high proof RTD because it really is almost that soft. Like I can't imagine if you pour this in a glass with three cubes of ice. Hey, that goes down really good and easy. Like, what is this one of those RTD things? Like, actually, the proof's about five times as much. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, be careful. <laughs> it's one of these things where, like, this one could really be dangerous if you weren't like super aware of what you're having. At the same time, I guess too. Like inversely, I was thinking in like an old fashioned space. And granted, you know, you and I don't think make a ton of them, but I think if you were making one with this, the amount of mixer you would need would be exponentially less even compared to, you know, people that use like 80 proof products like basil to make an old fashioned, cut your mixers by a third. And I think you're going to be in a perfect spot with this. one. I think we're so used to higher proof or more bold and, and like pungent flavors, whether we love them or don't necessarily. And this one is so just, it's not neutral, but it's very mild on both sides of the coin that I think it really would appeal to most of the masses and, and honestly like three cubes and you've got a cocktail almost. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I think the plus side is this is almost like an RTD. And I've been talking to a lot of RTD brands. There is a gold fashion that is double the price of this. I mean, hell, you put three cubes in this for 75 bucks and you got, I mean, you break that down to what that would be per drink. And that's going to be $6 per drink. And you don't have to mix anything. Fair. It's fair. (laughs) I mean, time is money, right? Exactly. So, Mike, Danny, thank you for sending this our way. We always appreciate it. Really mild cocktail in a bottle, right? No complaints here, bro. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Well, they can find us in good old Nashville, Tennessee, and I think they can still find both of our most recent Penelope blends in the Nashville and Knoxville markets and maybe even Memphis. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's everywhere. Chattanooga too. Somebody texted and said like, hey, I saw your stuff at Total Wine. I'm like, you know, you made it when your blends in Total Wine. I don't know if I go that far, but we're, we're doing okay. Cheers. Ciao.